wonderful night tonight. I am muted. If you will, turn to John chapter 4. John chapter 4 will be there in just a few moments. I was in elementary school. Um, this moment, this time when I had the croup. Apparently, I've had the croup twice before. It's this, this sickness. All I remember about it is really struggle to breathe. I, I was in elementary school, and the moment I remember from this particular time I had the croup was it was middle of the night, and I woken up. And as an as a elementary kid, I could not breathe very well. And, I, and I'm breathing and making all that noise that you know you associate with the croup. And, and I really felt like I was, it was getting worse. I could not breathe. And, and I don't know if, if I yelled out to my mom. I don't know if I went to their bedroom and said, Mom, I need help. I, somehow she made it to my room. And I, the only thing I remember is next thing we're doing is we're flying down Florence Boulevard. Middle of the night, windows down. Uh, we had no medicine at home that could fix what was happening. I, I, I guess apparently to her and really to myself, I felt like this could not, it's not getting better. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. We've got to find somebody who, who can fix this, this problem. We've got to find a solution to this sickness. And I remember we're flying, I, middle of the night is still, there's a picture in my mind. We're, we're about to go under the, the overpass for was Wilson Dam Road in Florence, headed towards ECM. Middle of the night. Speed limits didn't matter. We're going to do, my mom was going to do what she had to do to get me to somebody who, who could help me, who, who could make this breathing, who make this sickness better. John chapter 4, there's a story here where we read of a father, a father who had a dying son, son who was at a point of death. Maybe, maybe you've had a similar situation to what I was describing, where where you have been so desperate, we've got to do something. We've got to go somewhere. We've got to see somebody. This father finds, him in, in a, finds himself in a place, finds his son in a place where the father was going to do whatever he needed to do. He's going to go wherever he needed to go, see whoever he needed to see so that his son could get better. This is John chapter 4, starting in verse 46. So he... He being Jesus here, he came again to Cana. Remember, last time he was in Cana is, is when he's turning water to wine. It says, that, says it right here, where he made the water to wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. An important person, an official. His son is sick. Verse 47, when this man, when this father heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and he asked him to come down and heal his son. This, this trip, by the way, from where Jesus was to where this father is in Capernaum, it's about a 17 to 25-mile journey. I was doing some quick searching. If you know where Hatton High School is, you already turn off to go to Hatton. That is 20 miles down the road from right here, 20 miles down the road. And in a car, you might think, that's 15, 20 minutes, not a big deal at all. There's no cars, though. This is a day's journey. This father says, i, I got to do something. Why? Because it says... He, his son, was at the point of death, verse 47. Now verse 48. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. That's a pretty harsh response from Jesus, isn't it? This man has traveled all day, perhaps a day or more, to get to you, and he's, his son's in need. His son's about to die. And Jesus says, 
Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The you there, unless you see signs, doing some research on this, a lot of people say this is a, a plural you. You all, if, if you, unless you all see signs and wonders. You guys think there, there's got to be a crowd. You know, crowds come when Jesus is around. They hear of what he's done. The crowds are joining. So perhaps there's a crowd that's there. But, but anyways, Jesus says this to the crowds and to the Father. The Father doesn't hesitate, though. Look at verse 49. He says, Sir, come down before my child dies. Verse 50, Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went on his way. This man believes what Jesus says will come true. He believes. If he says, go, your son will live, he believes him. What he says is going to come true. It says, verse, end of that, end of that verse right there, the man believed what he spoke to him. He went on his way. Verse 51, as he was going on his way, as he was going down, his servants come to him. They meet him. They, told, they tell him that his son is recovering. Verse 52, so he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever, fever left him. The father knew. That was the hour when Jesus had said to him, go, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. By the way, earlier it says he believed already, right? He believed what, what Jesus said first. He believed what Jesus said the second time, it's a more, a deeper, an informed belief. He believes this time who Jesus is. First, it was what he, he said. I believe, okay, my son's going to be better now. It says he, and himself, he himself believed and all his household. This is a more informed, a deeper belief in who Jesus is. What a great day. There are several lessons as you just look through these verses, things that, that, that stand out to me. Verse 47, when it says this man heard, he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee. To me that says, to you it says, someone's been talking. Someone has been telling. Someone has been sharing. Someone has experienced some good news from Jesus. And that word has made it around. Not just where Jesus is, but it's made it to this father who's got a sick son. Miles down the road, someone has been talking. It's interesting to me. You see in verse 54, it says, this is the second time he's performed a sign in Cana. Let's see, it says, the second sign that he performs from Judea to Galilee. If you look at uh, the, the chronological order of miracles Jesus performs, a lot of people put this about number two or three, depending on what they're counting as miracles. But appears this is the first person that we have an account of Jesus healing. So where does this word come from? And what is the word that's making its way there? i got to believe Jesus has, has healed and has helped out some other people along the way before what we have an account of. You read at the end of John, he says, there are many more signs and wonders that Jesus did. Feel books, lots of it, but it's not in here. Someone has been talking, someone's been telling, someone's been sharing. We know, based on what Jesus will go on to do, that he's going to develop a reputation for healing. You think about who else he heals. A blind man. Uh, he, he goes on, heals a deaf and a mute man. 
a lame man, a demon-filled man, a withered hand man, an almost dead man. Later, he, he raises a dead man. A bleeding woman and a dying daughter, lepers and more. If you, if you think about what this father was looking for, he's looking for, you know, we ask for recommendations sometimes on Facebook. Anybody got some recommendations on what to do, on where to go? People gave this man some recommendations. Someone told him about Jesus. That's a lesson for us. A lesson we'll get into closer to the end of this lesson. Someone was talking about Jesus. When we witness, talking about us now, when we witness what Jesus is doing, we see what Jesus is doing with people. Think about what he's doing with our children, with our young people, with our not-as-young people. We can't help but, but talk about that, but, but mention that to, to people we're around, people we work with, our family members. You, you won't believe what, what is going on with this, what's going on with church. The word tell is, is a word we, in the youth group, we like to focus on. Um, we'd call it one of our purposes. We want our young people to tell others about the Lord and his church, right? And, and as a youth group, we, we try to create events, create opportunities where it, it's especially a, a good opportunity to invite a friend, to extend an invitation. And, and I love what we have coming up soon. We have a vacation Bible school, not just for our young people, but for all people. We've got postcards, we've got t-shirts, walking billboards. We can extend an invitation. We can tell someone about Jesus, about what's going on with, with Jesus, with his church here at Tuscumbia. We've got opportunities to, to share Jesus with others. This father, he hears of Jesus. He goes to Jesus. He begs of Jesus. Look at verse 50. He believes Jesus says, Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went on his way. And I can't help but believe this, that he goes that way, he travels that, that day's journey, however long it took him to get there, and, and all Jesus says is, go, your son will live. If it were me, I would be begging, no, 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 come on, come on, come with me, Jesus. My son is nearing the point of death. I didn't walk all this way for nothing. You're not going to waste my time with a few words, he says, go, your son will live. And from all indications, this, this man believes he's okay with that. We were, we were in college, and with our college group from church, we would go to Snowshoe, West Virginia, um, right after final exams every fall. And we went up to Snowshoe, West Virginia each year, but there, the, the trip stopped after one last trip I'm about to describe. We, we went the last time, it takes about a day to get there, 15 hours of stopping and going in a bus. And we get there, and, and we, have, we wake up the next morning, we go skiing, and we have fun. But there was something different about the slopes. It was melting, and it's hard to ski when, when it's melting. And, and the sun was out. It was in the 50s, and it was going to be in the 50s all week. Snow can't survive when, when it's not below freezing, not very well at least. They closed the slopes after one day. We traveled 15 hours, got there to have fun, spend three or four days skiing and have a blast. They closed the slopes. We have to head home. We spent more time in a bus going and coming on that trip than we spent there. I could not help but think 
What, what a waste of our time. What a waste of our money. What a waste of this, this time that we're supposed to enjoy. We're celebrating. We're so thankful we're done with finals. What a waste of time. And I think about this father who, who goes to, to find a solution for his son's illness. And he goes to Jesus. He gets there and Jesus says, go, your son will live. Now maybe that's the answer he was looking for. But Jesus doesn't come with him. Jesus just offers some words. This is what I, I have to take from this. What faith this man has. That he believes that when Jesus says, your son is healed, he takes it and runs with it. Okay, I'm going home. I expect when I get home, my son is healed. I believe you. What faith this man has. The father goes home. His son is healed. Look at verse 40, 52. When he meets these servants on the way, he asks them the hour. He began to get better. The son was getting better. When, when the father went to Jesus, the son got better. When we go to Jesus, it tends to be the case that our lives get better. When we go to Jesus on behalf of someone else, their lives get better. Maybe sometimes I, I need to be reminded of this. I need to be reminded of the power of prayer of going to the Father on behalf of someone else. we got a lot of people that we can be praying for, that we can be taking that trip, that journey to, to the Father on behalf of them. If I've got, if I've got prayer, the, one of the most powerful and effective tools in my tool bag, I need to be using that tool, right? Think about what happens when we, when we offer up prayer, when we go to the Father on behalf of someone else. There's nothing better that we could be doing Going to Jesus on behalf of someone else. When we, when we go to Jesus, we tend to get better. When we're hurting, we, we go to Jesus. When we're confused, we go to Jesus. When we're angry, we go to Jesus. When we're lonely, we need to go to Jesus. When we're desperate, we need to go to Jesus. We need to rely on Jesus. We too are better, like this son, when we go to Jesus. We got a lot of, of children here who right now are, are in, in Bible building. We got a lot of children in this room as, as well. These children don't get here by themselves. I, I don't know of any of these children who are, who are walking here or making their way here by themselves. We got, that means we have a lot of parents who, who are bringing their children to Jesus who are making sure that they're constantly being saturated and being surrounded with people who are following Jesus, being saturated with the message of Jesus, the love of Jesus. This father gives us an, exam an example that we all can, can follow. Let's keep our family, let's keep ourselves in the presence of, of Jesus. There are three more things I want us to examine tonight. Uh, and I want us to answer this question. When we look at this story, what do we learn about Jesus? What are some things that we can take away from Jesus? The, the man of Jesus was the power of Jesus. And the first thing I see is that Jesus is in town. Jesus was in town for this father. And, and when he was in town, there, were, there was a reaction that he had. Jesus is in town for us. Jen and I like there are a couple bands we really like to go and see. We got to go to their concerts. We like to make these memories. And, we, and some of our most fondest memories are these moments where, where we spend at a concert enjoying th this time. 
con- uh, bands are, are starting to, to have tours again and starting to put out the dates for, for concerts. And, and I, I'm on email lists for, for this one particular band. I'm on email lists. I'm in Facebook groups. I'm, I'm signing up for every kind of notification I can for when that band has a concert and a couple hours away, and, and if we can make it, we're going to make it. I want to know when, when they're in town. Most recently, a couple weeks ago, I bought tickets to a concert. And, and usually I like to get the code, the pre-sale code, and, and get in there a day in advance. And this time, I noticed that they had not just a pre-sale code, but they had like a, a pre-sale to the pre-sale code. Not free, though, $35. I thought at first, that's ridiculous. I'll get in there and get the pre-sale code. And I thought about it for a little while longer. And I thought, well, what if I don't get tickets on the pre-sale code with pre-sale day? I'm spending $35. I've got the, the insider pass. I'm, I'm getting first available tickets. And we did. We, we got tickets, and, and, and we're going to go to this concert. We're going to enjoy it. When this band is in town, I want to be there. I, I don't want to miss it. I, I want to make those memories. Now, I'll do what I can to make sure I'm there. This man heard Jesus is in town. He was told, someone talked to him, someone said, Jesus is in town and I, I, I want to be there, this father said. I've got to be there. It was the son, right, who, who needed the help of Jesus. This man said he was going to do whatever he had to do. Didn't matter what else was going on. Didn't matter how far he had to travel. He's going to clear the calendar, reschedule the meetings, because he wanted to be there. He had to be there. He had to see Jesus. And we're challenged by this Father to clear our calendars, to, to tell the boss, I'm busy, to tell the coach, I'm busy, because why? Jesus is in town. What does that look like for us today? We, we come here, we meet here on Sundays and Wednesdays. We also have other opportunities where Jesus' people Kingdom people, people who are, who are following God, trying to do everything right, making good decisions, come together. And when, when these people come together, Jesus is in town. We want to do whatever we can to make sure we're with those people. We're with these people when, when Jesus is in town. Let's be there. Like this father said, I, I need to be there. Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That only happens when we are together with each other. The second thing we notice from verse 47. The son was at the point of death. We learn from Jesus. First, Jesus is in town. Second, Jesus can heal. He healed this son. And he can heal us as well. I can't imagine what all this father had, had tried previous. Who all he had gone to but before he went to Jesus. And now his son is at the point of death. For his son it wasn't too late to go to Jesus. It wasn't too late to, to, find, to seek out Jesus and to, to find the healing that his son needed. Uh, a few months ago, Jen and I were on our way to, to the beach. We're making our way down I-65, and, and it's, it's getting 8, 8 o'clock at night. Maybe it's getting closer to 9, and, and we're making our way down. And it's dark outside, 
And, and we stopped in Prattville, right north of Montgomery, right there at the Steak and Shake exit. And we stopped, we got food, we got gas, and I thought everything's going well. You know, we've we gone this far, no problems, everything's, everything's good, we're going to get there hopefully before midnight. And as we're getting back in the car, I just happened to notice that our back tire looks a little lower than the rest of the tires. And I thought this was surprising, we haven't had any issues, the, the car rides felt fine. I, I did have a warning light the week before that said, Warning, tire pressure could be low. Never thought a thing about it on this drive, though. I, I thought I had exhaustively, and when I say exhaustively, I had peeked around, looked, looked fine before we left. But apparently after three hours of, of, of that heat and that pressure of going 70 miles an hour down the interstate, this tire was changing. The nail that was in the tire, apparently, the leak was coming to fruition, and it was leaking fast. Soon we were going to be on a two-lane road, not, not many stores open, perhaps any stores open for, for hours. And I wondered what would happen <laughs> if we get going down this road. And, and this, this tire that is, is, it was really low. It wasn't flat, but it was really low. What happens when, when we have a flat on this road in the middle of nowhere? I have no, but might even not even have signal. What am I going to do? And so I'm, without Genesis, I'm calling my dad. What, I mean, what is a, a youth minister with a computer science degree supposed to know about fixing a flat tire? And so I'm calling my dad, car guy, and, and I'm looking up YouTube videos, and, and we get the tire fixed. We, we plug the tire there on the side of the road. I could not go any further. I, it was too dangerous. Had we gone, I'd been given warning sign after warning sign, check the tire, but at that point, we, we, we were in the middle of a trip. This was going to ruin our trip, going to ruin our vacation had that, that, that tire gone flat. I was almost at a point of no return. I had to find a solution. I had to stop. I had to get it fixed before we could go any further. And I think about this father. Think about this father who had to seek out Jesus, Jesus who can heal, who had the solutions, who had the, 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 the solution to the problem. He goes to Jesus. He's got to get it fixed, and it's never too late to go to Jesus. I've got to ask myself questions like, does my faith, does, is, is my faith on, 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 is it giving me warning signs? Are there things that are happening that says, hey, maybe, maybe I should be getting back into God's Word. Maybe I should be hanging out with, with better people. Maybe I should be hanging out with God, godly kind of people. Are there warning signs that maybe my faith is cracking, that the, the tire pressure in my tires are, 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 is getting low? Are there signs that I need to do something? I need to get the, the, the flat fixed in my spiritual life. It's never too late to go to Jesus. Psalm 103, verse 2 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquity. I love this. Who heals all your diseases. Verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. None other, no one else but the Lord. And when we experience that, the third and final thing as we wrap up this lesson is that Jesus must be shared Verse 53 says that the father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son's going to live. And he himself believed in all his household. We, we don't, 
It, it seems to me that this father never had a doubt. He believed what Jesus said. He gets there in verse 53. He knew that was the same hour that, that Jesus told me, your son's going to be better. And he got, he got better immediately. And he himself and his whole household believed. This father, it seems, never had a doubt. And, and I think about this boy. As this boy gets older, as he maybe he gets healthier, he grows up a little bit, he thinks back to that time that he was very sick. And he asks his dad, Dad, what happened to me? I called my mom earlier today to make sure I had the details on my croup story correct. He's asking his dad, hey, Dad, what happened to me? What happened that night, that day, when I was really, really sick? And you know what this father is saying, right? It wasn't me. It was all Jesus. He's telling his son about what Jesus did for him. He's not going to keep it to himself. He's not going to help himself. He's got to tell him that it was Jesus. I got to believe this father is also telling other people about what Jesus has done for his family and about what Jesus can do for them. He had confidence that, that Jesus was going to save his family, save his child. And he's going to share that with other people. I know, I know what Jesus can do for you. You should come be a part of this. You should come and get to know who Jesus is because I know I have confidence in what Jesus can do for you. A couple of Sunday nights ago, Colin Aiken put on Christ in baptism. We've had several responses over the last few weeks of people who, who are making sure that their life is right, that, that everything is going the way it needs to be going. We're heading in the right direction, not just us, but our families as well. I have confidence this father was making sure his family was, was heading in the right direction. We want to be people who are sharing that message of what Jesus has done for us with other people. We want to be that someone who is, is talking about Jesus telling others about Jesus, sharing Jesus with other people. One of the most powerful tools we have as Christians is the power of an invitation. We can tell other people Jesus is in town. We can tell other people what Jesus can do for them. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can save your life. Salvation. Salvation cannot stop with me. It cannot stop with me. The gospel cannot, when it gets to me, it cannot be the case that that's the last stop of the road for, for the gospel. It's got to go to someone else. Jesus' final command, you remember in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus' final command needs to be our first priority. Let's extend the invitation. Let's share the message. Jesus is in town. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can save you. Let's share Jesus with us. Like this Father, let's be that for other people. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful that we have this opportunity to gather together with, with Jesus' kind of people tonight, with followers of you who are, who are trying to do the right thing and help us as we go along this path that we will continue to make good decisions. We'll have the courage to, to be your kind of people and that we're sharing Jesus with other people, that he, he is here. And that other people, you can come and be a part of this. And that he does have the power to heal and the power to save. We are so thankful for those things. We're so thankful for Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen. If you're here tonight and you need prayers of the congregation, you need to put on Christ in baptism, won't you come as together we stand as we sing. Have you been to Jesus? Oh, you're
did not have a chance to take the Lord's Supper this morning, it's been prepared for you in room 104. You can leave uh, through the doors to my left and you'll be served there. After this song, we'll have our closing prayer by Tommy Bradford. Pure